Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today and become a member. Immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at podgo.co. And be sure to add our podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. Welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And we have the unfortunate pleasure of discussing a Carolina Panthers defeat today. Uh, Panthers lose to the Bears 23-16 in a game that I felt like the Panthers could have won about five times and the Bears could have won yeah. about five times. Like It just it felt like... The players just never really got into a rhythm today. I mean, that could be strictly the Bears' defense, which is a very good defense. Mm-hmm. But even though it seemed like self, you know, they kept shooting themselves in the foot to drop passes, penalties. Yeah. Just they weren't crisp today at all. Yeah, I was reading someone's predictions this morning before the game, and, and they said, expect a very sloppy game. And that's exactly what we got on both sides. I think the Bears, yeah. some of the Bears' coaching decisions were insane yeah. and mind-boggling. And then the Panthers, although I think our coaching decisions were good, execution was very poor. Uh, couldn't mm-hmm. keep... I mean, the biggest thing to me was Teddy just didn't have a clean pocket all day long. He just didn't have time to do anything. No. Not only that, I felt like every time they ran Mike Davis, it was up the middle where he was getting no room instead of trying to stretch the corner where him and Trenton Cannon got a little bit of yardage. It just seemed really odd. Yeah, it was. uh, And I I credit that a lot of that to the Bears defense. I mean, they've got playmakers all over the field on defense. Um, But they did what they needed to do today. Uh, Unfortunately, the Panthers didn't. Uh, Do you want to... When do you want? How do you want to start this? Uh, I'm kind of bummed right now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm bummed too. And let's kind of go with the three plays that I think kind of really changed the game, whether positively or negatively. And unfortunately, these are all negative. I think the first one, right out of the gate, first possession. After that sack, it was third down, and it was a interception right away. Gave the Bears in red zone area, and they got a seven out of it. I mean, just you yeah. put yourself in the hole right away. Yeah, Teddy tried to force the ball there, trying to make a play. Um, I think it was to Robbie Anderson. The ball was tipped and then intercepted. And unfortunately gave the, the Bears the ball right there. I think they were around the 10-yard line or so. So that, yeah. Uh, and we were already backed up. I think there was a penalty on the kickoff or something. I don't remember yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was but... a two-man blocking one Yeah, man. that's right. And that put us back even further than the sack. That almost was a safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then, that really could have been. I mean, they could have called that a safety on the field. I don't know if you could have overturned it. So that was that was a close one. Yeah, but yeah, poor start. And I, I didn't like that. I didn't like that play call at all. If you're that far back and it was already like third and eighteen or third and sixteen, 
Just get some. Just go ahead and do like a play action little dump off to Mike Davis to get three four yards to give. Yeah, where Charlton was a little where room. was John Fox when we needed him? Yeah, that's a. I mean, I, I mean, do a do a draw play. Just get some space for the punter. You know, did the Panthers punt at all this game? I don't know. It seemed like we were turning the ball over enough, but. Moving on to the second play that kind of determined the game is a drop touchdown pass by DJ Moore. It would have been difficult, and we got three points out of it, but it was in his hands, and he kept, he just could not hold on to it. Yeah, hit him square in the chest. Um, and it was a great throw by Teddy, too, under pressure, mm-hmm. kind of falling back. Uh, had to make a quick decision, and he put it right there. You know, DJ had to jump for it, but that's a – that's a catch that if you're going to be a number one, you're going to be one of the top receivers in the league, you got to make that catch. And this game was in the balance, too. Mm-hmm. Let's let's be honest. Three points did good, but getting the seven would have really kind of gotten the monkey off the bat, kind of moved it into there. But yeah. had to settle for a field goal. That, that, yeah. that would have been a, an incredible play overall for the Panthers yeah. and much needed at that time. Now... The last play that kind of was a deciding factor was a fourth and two. It was a great play call by Joe Brady. DJ Moore wide open. Teddy Bridgewater threw the ball. I don't know if it was DJ Moore running the wrong route or Teddy under pressure just threw an Aaron ball. DJ Moore had to turn around, try to one hand it, brought it into his body, just didn't hang on to it. And then they drive the or do three downs, punt. We get the ball, immediate interception. But I think that play right there, that immediate, that drop slash bad throw, whatever you want to call it, I think we if they could have got that, it would have been gave them momentum and continued on to at least come closer to getting that touchdown. Well, that would have put them, yeah, that would have put them, if not in the red zone, pretty close to it. I mean, that was I mean, down the field, and it would have been an incredible catch. You know, unlike the first one where DJ should have easily had it, this one – would have been an amazing catch and he had it he had it yeah. he just didn't bring it into his body um, and if teddy would have put that on the numbers in stride that would have been a, t- a touchdown itself oh just- yeah yeah it, it, it sounded like i mean it looked like dj had sort of gotten twisted up there a little bit uh it was not a good throw it was not no. a good throw he overthrew him but uh yeah i think you could either say you know for our third key to the game either that play or the interception with about a minute and a half left that really sealed the game. Um, but had this play worked out, then you don't have that next play. So, yeah, you know, this, this was a, this was a big one, but yeah. So some people might be saying, well, what about all the turnovers? There were lots of turnovers in this game. Well, they didn't really, I mean, other than the very last one, it really yeah. hurt the Panthers that bad. The first one and the well, last one. Yeah. The first one, last one, uh, Mike Davis is, they did get a field goal out of it. And actually, no. That was the one. Jeremy where, Chin yeah. intercepted it right back. Yeah. So that was sort of the, and then, <laughs> and then there was an interception that Teddy threw right after that. So basically, wow. three turnovers in a row. We got bailed out a little bit there on that that last one. Yeah, that was a pass interference. It was. I mean, it was. The guy but, like I mean, clocked him and ran over luckily, his back to get the ball. Luckily, it was because that was an emotional time for me. Those three <laughs> plays in a row. That was an emotional time for me. I literally sank in my couch when I watched that interception. Luckily, like you said, it was called back. I was like, 
are you kidding me right now? Yeah. Because I was all excited for Jeremy Chin getting his first interception, everything else. And Jeremy Chin, hell of a game. Yeah. Had a very good game. Uh, didn't I mean, not going to show up a ton on the stat sheet in terms of total tackles, only five in this game, but two pass deflections, had that interception, had a couple of really nice plays to oh, yeah. essentially stop first downs. Um, I, I thought he was all over the field today. Uh, unlike Tahir Whitehead, who I have a major, major bone to pick with. I mean, this guy brought in in the offseason to sh- help shore up our linebacking core, and he is useless out there. I 100% agree. He is useless. Let's get Jermaine Carter out there. We I see at least something. Jermaine. I mean, besides getting no pressure on Nick Foles, who's a up-and-down quarterback, you know, at least get Jermaine Carter out there to at least see what he has because Tahir Whitehead has nothing. He uh. has nothing. He's going to be a backup for the rest of his career after he he's get bumped. He's slow. He doesn't read the quarterback well in terms of no, mm-hmm. knowing where to be. And then he doesn't wrap up tackling. I mean, you know, there was a play where he, he actually read the play well, got to Montgomery. It was a little screen pass. And Montgomery just bounced right off of him. Yeah. And it could have been a big play. It could have stopped him right at the line of scrimmage. And he bounced right off of him, went 10 yards down the field, got a first down. Uh, just useless. The guy's useless. I'm sorry. No, why are you apologizing with me? I'm apologizing I apologizing to would... him. Oh, okay. I was going <laughs> to say. I don't mean to be mean, but you're not a good football player at this point. You're not a good starter. You were supposed to be here to be a great run-stuffing linebacker, and you're not even doing that well. Yeah. And this game, we stopped the run pretty well. They ran the ball 25 times for 63 yards. Yeah, that was but something still, I, th- I think we both thought the Panthers had an advantage of in this game. With The Bears just aren't a very good running football team, and they showed it again today. I mean, Montgomery did punch it in, and then Foles punched another rushing touchdown in. But they were both from very close in, and overall, I think the Panthers did a very good— overall, I think the defense played pretty well today. They were putting yeah. some bad field position— and gave up some points, but overall, uh, especially with all the injuries, pretty happy with how the Panthers play defense. There is a negative. I felt like we need to get more pressure on Nick Foles. I don't know why we didn't blitz him more. He th- His one interception was when he was pressured. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we weren't trying to get more pressure on him to be make him be bad Nick Foles. He could be very bad, and we just did not capitalize on that up-and-down Nick Foles. I thought they, for a while, good. He was dipping to Duncan yeah. on us, and he, you know. I thought they did all right with pressure. We had nine quarterback quarterback hits in this game, uh, but no sacks. We just didn't get there quickly enough. Of course, uh, we had a, a roughing the passer uh, towards the end of the quarter there. Um, on the other side, Chicago's line was getting to Teddy anytime mm-hmm. they wanted. It seemed like four sacks. Uh, says only six QB hits, but in terms of pressure, I mean, he was pressured almost every time he dropped back. Teddy Bridgewater had eight carries because yeah. of pressure. Let, let's just be honest. He He's not he a— He was scared. <laughs> yeah. If Khalil Mack and Roquan Smith were coming after me, I would definitely be running scared too. <laughs> but Well, he just knew that he didn't have time. Yeah. He knew that if his first read wasn't there— that he either needed to move around or go. You know? it, it also seemed like he was holding the ball a lot longer than he normally does. 
Usually he's a quick dump-off passer, but I saw him do a lot of pump fakes this game. I don't understand if it was a different in the, you know, play calling or scheme, but it was he was pumping it and holding on to it. They even made a comment on air mm-hmm. about him pumping it. That's going to get you sacked most times, and he was doing that a lot this game. Yeah, uh, not a great game for Teddy. 16-29, 216, two interceptions, no touchdowns. Uh, again, sacked four times. Did have eight carries for 48 yards, but they definitely weren't designed carries. It was more no. him just scrambling for his life. Uh, and then it seems like he would always come up two or three yards short of getting the first down whenever he did scramble. And I was always one. I was always hoping like, and then that one where he tried to get to scramble into the end zone, he came up two yards short as well. And I just was thinking to myself. You know that those are plays Cam makes. This is the difference between Cam and Teddy. Is they're both pretty good moving around the pocket. Teddy's way better than I thought he was going to be, but you can't run anybody over with Teddy. No, yeah, that's that's that's... what we. I think that's what this team is missing is sort of that short yardage red zone hammer that can get you into the end zone. Get those tough yards. I think a lot of our red zone too is play calling. I'm sorry, but running up the middle. Every first down, once we got inside the 10, I mean, we're at the 10 running up the middle. It just seems very mm-hmm. asinine. I mean, we, we keep doing it, and we kept getting one yard. I think we got in there like three or four times every time. First down, run up the middle with Mike Davis, and he wasn't, he wasn't getting anything up the middle. Mike Davis, you were playing hurt. You could tell. You, I think Joe Brady did him a disservice today. He has two receptions mm-hmm. and 18 carries. And like I said, a majority of those were up the middle and his longs were the ones outside. Yeah. Yeah, that's another, he only had three targets. So they just, he was not involved in the passing game at all for the first time since, mm-hmm. you know, he came in and took over for CMC. But nothing but positive thoughts on Mike Davis for me because he played a tough game those were tough runs um i'm not gonna knock mike davis at all i just don't think he had a good game and i think <clears throat> they keyed in on him but they it just seemed like they didn't try to work him into the passing game like they have in the yeah. past i think that's a big part of it because that helps get him going you know mike davis christian mccaffrey whoever's back there among those two who have proven that they're very good pass receiving backs and can make plays happen get them the ball especially when you don't have curtis samuel in there today why was mike davis not more involved in the passing game i don't understand i don't either and you're absolutely right with curtis samuel gone it it felt like the passing game kind of struggled without him too yeah uh keith kirk one i heard his name called once and he got lit up he actually had another catch i didn't even pay attention to but it was yeah. Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, and that was pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, that's nine of the 16 receptions out there, and the rest of them were just spread out. <clears throat> a couple to Cannon, a couple to Davis, and then some randoms. So, yeah. Nothing, nothing really positive to talk about with this game um, other than Jeremy Chen. Yeah, he looked good. <laughs> he looked. You know, the defense, I thought Derek Brown played a good game today. Had a couple yeah. of big plays in the backfield. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, it felt like a game that we, if we would have played better, we could have had a had this game. But they didn't. They played the <clears> sloppy <throat> game that Chicago Bears like to play. They played their game and they came out victorious. I mean, you can't knock Chicago. They're five and one. They have a great defense. I mean, we held them to two hundred and sixty-one yards total offense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, there was just a lot of mistakes happening in this game. Mm-hmm. The third down percentage for the Panthers was horrendous. Three for 13. Terrible. They couldn't punch it, punch it in the end zone when they got into the red zone. Uh, again, you know, this is sort of a recurring theme with the Panthers when they lose is they can't score touchdowns. Um, and then the turnovers. Three turnovers to the Bears, one turnover. And that's the game. Yeah. I mean, we this team is not good enough to cough the ball up, cough, give up turnovers, three turnovers today, and win games. Point blank. I mean, and Chicago, again, is a really good team. They had one turnover to our three. I mean, we yeah. are giving them the ball in our red zone. Right. Yeah, the turnovers are bad, but the, where they were turned over, oh, almost just as bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Chicago just, punter, yeah. hats off to you, man. You were pinning us deep every time. Yeah, that last punt that actually went into the end zone, I was like, oh. I know. I was like, <laughs> I actually clapped. Yeah. I was like, yes, finally. Yeah. Yeah. And th- yeah, that last play there, that last turnover from Teddy, it was sort of a microcosm of the game, right? Like, mm-hmm. everybody in his face, he has to rush his throw. He makes a Kind of a bad decision. A guy is completely covered. I mean, it was a terrible decision to throw that ball where he threw it. Um, but let's let's sort of look at the rest of the stats here. We mentioned Teddy. Um, you mentioned Mike Davis. DJ Moore, five catches for 93 yards. Was a very up and down game for DJ Moore. Yeah. Uh, he actually made some very nice catches. Bloody. And made some nice play with the ball in his hands, yeah. but then he made boneheaded drops. Yeah. I, that the last, drops the, killed us. The, the one drop, I'm not really faulting him. It was an acrobatic where if he would have came up with it, it would have been great. Yeah, I don't even there know was another one that hit him drop. in the hands, and it just hit the ground, and I think it was a third down. Yeah, a couple, so. of, couple of plays, easy catches that he should have made, one for the mm-hmm. touchdown and the other for uh, the other one you're talking about. Uh, Robbie Anderson, a little bit of a quiet game here. Four receptions for 77 yards, only five targets. Seemed like the Bears focused on shutting him down and yeah. did a pretty good job of it. Um, otherwise, I mean, nothing really to talk about in the receiving game. Uh, Trey Boston led Carolina defense in tackles with eight. Justin Burris, unfortunately, went out in this game with an injury. Uh, kind of a scary one. He ended up having to be carted off the field. He kind of stood in the back of the end zone for three or four minutes with the medical mm-hmm. staff, just not moving. And that's never a good sign. I wonder if he couldn't, if he was having a hard time breathing, I would assume. Yeah. Uh, it, with a chest injury, I'm assuming yeah, that's probably ribs, a cracked ribs, probably cracked ribs. Uh, hopefully not a collapsed lung, lung or anything like that. I mean, that'd be terrible, oh, no. but um, yeah, I wouldn't expect him to play for the next few weeks. Uh, if that's yeah. the case. So, as, so rookie Sam Franklin from temple came in today. Yeah. for him i mean that's a little bit of surprise but I, I didn't hear his name in coverage of messing up so good job yeah didn't hear any any major mistakes so <laughs> good job he had two um, tackles so tackles, i mean yep. 
Corn Elder, I thought, played another good game today. He had, uh, you know, we talk about Tahir Whitehead not being able to make plays. Corn Elder's out there with a guy on him making a huge tackle yeah. to save a first down, essentially. Sheds and a block and got, I believe it was a tackle for a loss that he got. Allen Robinson, I think. Yeah. Um, big, big play by, uh, by Corn. Mr. Corn. Um, yeah. Any other guys you want to call out? Thought Pharaoh Cooper had some nice returns. Yeah. I, I, my biggest issue, though, was on defense, was we just did not pressure Foles. I just, I know. Th- Phil Snow has a game plan of not letting the big plays happen. Mm-hmm. And we didn't let the big plays happen. But at the same time, you have to force the quarterback to mistakes in the NFL. And I don't think it's not college where he can sit back there and make mistakes. You you have to hit them quite often. And, and to be fair to Phil Snow and the Panthers, pass rush, KK gone, Gross Matos on IR, like we're missing two starters there. I didn't hear Marquise Haynes a lot, his name a lot today. Uh, Burns seemed to be in the backfield a lot. He had a very good game today. Um, so I think a combination of lack of talent right now because of the injuries and then game plan. But and we don't have much depth to. You're right. Yeah. I mean, this is a rebuilding defense. The defense did a gr- good job overall. I'm very pleased giving up yeah. 23 points, and I think. For the most part, we spotted them ten of those because of literally there giving were, them yeah. the ball. There were several at the ten yard line. Several drives that they started with very good field position. Um, yeah, I mean, this is sort of one of those things where we have to keep in mind, like you said, this is a defense that was totally dismantled in the off season and it's just been put back together and has been overperforming, in my opinion. Yeah, dude, you know commiserate to its talent level and this is just one of those games where the offense couldn't put it together you know so i i got no problem with the defense again nine nine quarterback hits in this game that's what you like to see that's that's where you want to be we just would have liked to maybe gotten there a little faster which we say that every week because the sacks just aren't getting there for the panthers yeah i don't know what it is why they they can't get the sacks in there but um we did punt the ball once, so Ooh. only one punt for the Panthers in this game. Uh, Joey, Sly, three for four, missed a, missed a long one, 54-yarder, missed it bad. Uh, yeah. But hit, his, hit his other three, including a 48-yarder that was kind of you a know, big deal. He has a huge leg, yeah. and that's why we, you're in love with him, and I, I look forward to him. But on the long field goals, he really... He seems to struggle. Like he no, should he doesn't. bad. His, his he's hit more fifty yard field goals than anybody in the league since he's come in. Yeah, is that true? I don't yeah. know. I've, no, I've that's heard. sort of his calling card. Is he's a very good long kicker, and he's this, the short ones that he's sort of missed. Luckily, he made those today. But um, yeah, you know, you hate to miss anything, but it was a fifty four yeah. yard. It was a long one, um, and I don't know that it changes the outcome of the game if he makes it. Um, no, I mean, I, we still would need a seven to yeah. go up and, yeah. All right. You want to move to heroes and zeros? Sure. Let's do it. Today's episode is presented by State Bags. State Bags makes beautiful, well-made, inclusively cool products 
while using the power of business to give back to shift the narrative around social justice. For every state bag purchased, State hand delivers a backpack packed with essential tools for success to an American child in need. But their commitment goes beyond simply a material donation. State Bags has your back. And part of that commitment is making a difference in local kids' lives. To get you ready for your commute or wherever you're traveling next, State is offering our listeners 15% off of their next purchase at statebags.com using code POD. That's 15% off of your next purchase using code POD at statebags.com. State Bags, they have your back. My hero in this game, I'm just going to go with Jeremy Chin. Uh, made some big plays, had a huge interception after Mike Davis coughed the ball up to at least save three points, if not seven. Yeah. Um, and then he had another big pass deflection that I can just remember off the top of my head. I'm sure he, I think the stats say he had another one. Um, but he was, you know, five tackles today, continuing his upward trending play of being a very good defensive player for the Panthers. Well, you jumped on it. That's exactly where I was going. I already had it written down. I'm not changing it because yeah. I really didn't see anybody else stand out. DJ Moore had some ups and downs. If he had more ups, I think I would have leaned his way. But yeah. Jeremy Chen got his first interception today. He looks like the one of the building blocks for this team in the future. Oh, definitely. I mean, he looks. If we can shore up another, t- you know, linebacker, you know, maybe get a little bit more up up front with KK Short's injury gone and stuff. I mean, this defense can build and become something good in the future, and that's great to see. And Jeremy Chin is just going to be the linchpin that flies around mm-hmm. making plays. Yeah. Well, I'll let you start the zero. I have a feeling we're going to have the same zero as well. Uh, I'm going offensive line, all of them. Oh, I mean, wow. they just, all of you, I mean, you didn't really open up holes for Mike Davis. You, Teddy Bridgewater was under constant pressure. And again, I know the Bears defense is great, but you've got to, you have to hold your own. And for giving up zero sacks the past two games, everybody giving you some accolades, You gave up four sacks, and Teddy Bridgewater ran the ball eight times. Only one of those was planned. The rest was him running for his life. So you could know seven times he ran the ball for his life and four sacks. uh, A couple of penalties on Akung today as well. Mm -hmm. Um, One sort of funny uh, false start where he just was... Like, uh, have you ever seen Team America World Police where the, (laughs) (laughs) the international sign of distress... That's what it's really looked like. Uh, my zero, I think it's obvious to hear Whitehead. I mean, the guy is a nothing for us. Um, we might have to rename this award the Tahir Whitehead zero of the game, like <laughs> we did Christian McCaffrey for Heroes last year, because I think you could put him up there every game. Uh, yeah, I I see it. I I guess maybe my my belief is I expect him to suck, so I'm just, you know, yeah. I was hoping that the... O-line could hold up better than they did today. He's not getting away with it for me. <laughs> um, all right, any other thoughts on this game? I mean, it, I, I have one more thought I just want to say. Okay. This one hurts because the Panthers are playing so much better than we thought they were going to be playing. Right? Absolutely. This is still to be 3-3 three and three, six games into the season and playing as well and being as competitive 
as the Panthers are being is a win for Panthers fans. Like this is a season that nothing was expected no. from from a vast majority of the fans, from fans that pay attention. Nothing was expected. And they have given us entertaining football and they've given us a little bit of hope here. And so I'm happy with it. I'm not happy with this loss, but I think that's because I'm so pleasantly surprised with how well the Panthers are playing this year. I think I agree with that. And I think we need to lick the wounds tonight and get back tomorrow and look towards the saints because Mm -hmm. we got a division game and then we got the Falcons and then the chiefs. This, this is kind of our murderous row. And then the, Tampa Bay Buccaneers the next four games are really rough for us and we need to come out ahead or 500 and then that way we can legitimately look at the playoffs and say we belong there and this is how we're going to get there yeah this is just growing pains this Mm -hmm. team you know there's going to be games like this um Falcons by the way I told you that I was glad that they didn't fire Dan Quinn the week before we played them because they put up 40 today and just destroyed a entirely overmatched Vikings team. So yeah. And we have the Vikings a, later on in the season on November yeah. 29th. So yeah, not a, not, that's not a game that I'm scared of anymore. No, because <laughs> the Vikings are not very good. I mean, I, again, we have those four rough games of the saints Falcons. I'm still considering the Falcons a tough game. Their division yeah, they're not always happy. a tough game. I mean, the Chiefs and Buccaneers, murderous row. Mm-hmm. Then we got the Lions and Vikings. I mean, we can start if we can get. Those are two winnable two. games. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not all doom and gloom. We're not. Again, it's this one hurts because it was a game that I, I bet both of us probably feel like we should have won. Mm-hmm. The Panthers should have won. Um, but. I don't feel like this is a season ender by any means or what we should expect the rest of the season. I think they'll regroup. They'll learn from what went wrong today. DJ Moore is going to get out there and catch everything that comes to him in practice the next few days. and Hopefully we'll he gets to the it. jugs machine and just yeah. gets to work. Again, Chicago's 5-1. and one. They're a good team. They're That's probably, a good team, yeah. They're, they're going to either get a wild card or win that NFC North. It really kind of depends on them and the Green Bay. They're going to get a wild card. Yeah. Because Green Bay is very good. Um, yeah, Green Bay, Tampa, by the way, going on right now, sort of the game of the week. Uh, it's all people have been talking about. So I thought it was funny, by the way. Just I, I like to get on the announcers a little bit. That play that they called pass interference on with DJ Moore going down the sideline into the end zone, and, oh, come on, guys. The the defender's allowed to look at the ball. He's allowed to make a play. <laughs> and I'm like, he was holding DJ Moore's right arm the so end, he like 15 yards down the field. <laughs> like, that is pass interference. I'm sorry. Jonathan Vilma, new, former New Orleans Saints. Yeah, he, he had a little rough game. The whole Fox production kind of had a rough game. Showing the old Jerry Richardson statue oh, yeah, out there. Right. <laughs> Vilma yeah. always called uh, Jeremy Chin Jimmy Chin. I don't know yeah. if you caught that. He Jimmy kept Chin. saying Jimmy Chin, <laughs> and I was like, "Who's Jimmy Chin?" <laughs> overall, I mean, overall, I was I was fine with the crew because it's better than what we normally get. Oh, but, absolutely. Uh, that was funny. And then Fox Sports did have to respond um, to the Charlotte Observer as to why they put that 
piece of footage with Jerry Richardson in there. And basically they just said it was an old piece of footage. And they yeah, just, I mean, it was, yeah. it was an old stock Charlotte yeah. footage that they just go to and they're like, oh, that's cool. I mean, they're... They're not Which you know, TN. they're probably not sending full crews to any of these games, and no. they're not getting the footage that they would normally get, you know, before games around the stadium, stuff like that. They're using old stuff, so. But still, come on, found- you can't. That's that's a pretty. I obvious just found one. it funny. I mean, it I is get funny. it. Yeah, it is funny. Anybody that was paying attention should have caught that. Let's be honest. Yeah. You know, it was a pretty major story, <laughs> <laughs> not just around here. Like all the all the football heads were talking about it. All right. Um, Anything else you want to talk about here? No, I mean, like you said, it's not doom and gloom here, guys. It's yeah. we're three and three. We're a five hundred team about to play a division rival. You know, the Bucks are playing Green Bay and will probably lose, so they'll be three and three. Who do the Saints have today? Uh, don't the Saints play? Let's see. I think they're are they? Is that a bye week for them? I don't think so. I think they play on Monday night. Nope. Saint, it's a bye week. Oh. They don't okay, play so. Their next game is against the Carolina Panthers. Oh, yeah. yay. <laughs> they get a bye week before playing us. Either way, I mean, we're going to go B3 and 3. The Bucks will probably lose B3 and 3, and then we'll be playing the Saints next week for our division. So, yeah. I mean. Yeah. We, Which, we spoiler still- alert, the Saints. Not an unbeatable team. No, not at all. Not an unbeatable team. Um, all right. Well, any uh, anything around the league you want to kind of chat about before we? Baker Mayfield got benched. Yeah, I think they're gonna spin it as to like his ribs were bruised or something, and they took him out. But yeah, he he did. He looked bad. He's looked bad. The Browns as a team looked that they got thrashed today, thirty-eight-seven. Uh, just looking around the league here, that was a really entertaining game against the uh, or Houston, Tennessee. That was back and forth. Houston had the lead with seconds left. Tennessee scored and went into overtime, and then they scored again, and Tennessee ended up winning. But Derrick Henry, 212 rushing yards today and had a 94-yard touchdown run. I kind of wonder why they didn't play him more earlier in his career because he's always had that talent that big running back that can do some amazing things so much i always thought that he was just a big kind of a big lumbering guy right but he's fast i mean you don't go 94 yards without it said they said he reached 21.7 miles an hour or something like that i mean that's as fast as anybody in the league yeah oh Uh, the giants finally got up off the mat Beat yeah. the lonely Washington football team 2019. Yep. I saw a, a highlight of that. Josh Norman had an interception in that game of Kyle Allen. So You mean yeah. Josh Norman does... Josh Norman, does, yep. Sorry. yeah. No. He plays for the Giants. Oh, sorry, James Bradbury. James Bradbury. James Bradbury. My bad. I was trying to figure out My who bad. you were talking about. There you go. Yeah, Bradbury. Bradbury, yeah. Yeah, intercepted his old teammate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Allen threw the ball 42 times today. That's perfect, Ron Rivera football. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I think that's going to wrap it up. All right. As always, we want to thank you for listening. If you like our show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at Meow Makes Podcast. 
If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at meowmixpodcast.com. And if you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read your comment on the show. Yeah, we'll be back on Thursday to preview Panthers Saints. And until then, everybody, you know, no doom and gloom. This is just one of those games that happens throughout the course of the season. The Panthers are still way ahead of where we all thought they would be at this time and probably where they should be. Uh, Still got the right coach. I think Teddy's a good quarterback, and we're going to be just fine. So until then, everybody, keep pounding. (laughs) 